The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Quickly, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter number 8, and I'm going to be reading from verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse 11. This is an awesome passage of Scripture of God bringing the children of Israel into the promised land. And as they were getting ready to come uh, into the promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey, God began to give them preparatory uh, instructions of going into the land. So he is talking primarily to the children of Israel going into the promised land, but ultimately he is talking to you and I. Uh, because sometimes when things start to go well, uh, uh, and sometimes in life just generally, uh, you're going to be tempted to start putting your trust uh, in horses and chariots. There's going to be a big temptation to start putting your trust in resources. Uh, when God starts uh, uh, multiplying and increasing your finances, it's going to come with a huge uh, temptation to start trying to put your confidence and your trust in resources and finances. But we know Scripture says in Psalm 27 that, you know, while some put their trust in horses and chariots, we ought to put our trust in the name of the Lord. It's an instruction from God. And, I, you know, in light of what's going on in the, uh, in the world right now with uh, this pandemic, man, I want to encourage you. This, Jesus told us already what's going to happen in the last days. He said there's going to be pestilences, uh, plural. So this is just one of many things that are just going to challenge your faith. And uh, this is practice session. It's not even the, the, the big ones yet. I'm telling you, there's going to come things that will just be floating around. And what you're going to do when that starts to happen, you better have trained your heart to start putting your confidence in the Lord. Amen? How many of you know that we need to wash our hands, but there's not enough sanitizer that can save you? The only one that can save you is Jesus. Amen? And we need to start no, I'm not saying go out and be careless, but I'm saying don't misplace your trust. Stop putting your trust in the wrong thing. Your trust should be in Jesus. Amen? Jesus is the one that we trust in. We don't trust systems made of man. You know, some, some of my friends in the U.S., they start putting their trust in political systems. Some of them start putting their trust in the Republican Party, and some of them start putting their part in the Democratic Party. They're not going to save you. Amen? You need to put your trust in Jesus, amen? Because the them Democrats and them Republicans, man, they're just human. They, they, they're not uh, infallible, amen? They've got flaws. So we need to carefully uh, start putting our trust in God. And so the first word we see in Deuteronomy chapter number 8, uh, verse 11 is beware. You know, he says, beware, as you get ready to come into this uh, land that flows in, uh, with milk and honey, he says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and you are full, there's going to be a great temptation, man, when, when God starts uh, bringing you into the place of prosperity. This often happens when your bank account is looking all healthy. Man, lest you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. 
And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, there's an anointing to multiply and it's coming, uh, it's for you, it's for me, it's for this church, it's for everyone uh, who is a born again believer, amen? And when that happens, that your silver and your gold and your material things are, are multiplied by the power, the supernatural power of God, it says in verse 14, when your heart is full, uh, when, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. Verse 15, who led you through the great terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land there where there was no water. Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock? Who fed you in the wilderness with manna? which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you. See, a lot of people get it twisted when God uh, says in that particular passage of Scripture that God did all of these things that he, he might humble you. So they're looking at the fiery serpents. God didn't bring the fiery serpents to humble them. No, God brought the manna to humble them. And the manna came to humble them. And if you remember, we gave you uh, the definition of the word uh, humble or humility. And it means to be God-dependent and not self-reliant. It's interesting that just before they left, you know, the Egypt, God told them, I want you to go to every man, every woman, to your neighbor and borrow for silver and gold. And so when they went, they borrowed silver and gold. And immediately after they uh, collected all of these resources, all of this money, God translates them from Egypt to the wilderness where you can't buy. There are no stores in the wilderness. There are no supermarkets. But you have all this money. You just don't have any place to use it. What was God trying to get them to do? God was trying to get them to start depending on him and not the silver and the gold that they are masters. They left Egypt. Amen? And he says uh, that he might humble you. What he's saying is that you might be dependent on God, that you might not be self-reliant, that you might become God-dependent. Amen. I can hear you now. I think you're a little bit loud. You're louder than I'm preaching, right? <laughs> Keep it calm. Amen. So uh, he wanted them to be God-dependent and not self-reliant. That's the word uh, humble there. It says, which your forefathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. God always wants to do you good. But watch what he says in verse uh, 17. Then you say in your heart, my power, we know scripture already told us that it's not by your power, it's not by your might, but what is it by? By the Spirit of the Lord. And this is what people usually say. My power and the might of my hand has gained me all this wealth. So now you have moved from being God-dependent to being self-reliant. With all that money, you should still be able to say glory to God. You should be, still be able to say praise Jesus. You should still be able to uh, give glory to God. That is due to him. Can I get an amen? It says in verse 18, and this is what you and I should do. You shall remember the Lord your God for it is who? He. Who gives you the power. That word power there is the word ability. It is God who gives you the ability. It is God who gives you uh, uh, the, the creativity that you need uh, to get wealth that ye might establish 
his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is uh, today. So the reason for God giving you all this wealth is so that God himself may establish his covenant. And for you and me, the covenant that God is establishing in our time is the gospel. So God gives us wealth so that we can finance the gospel. So I want to encourage all of you watching, I want to encourage all of you here, that as you give towards the end of the service, you're going to get an opportunity to give. Uh, we're going to have, I think, baskets somewhere outside or at the back, and as you go home, you'll be able to give your offering, or you can do it online. Uh, alternatively, you can also do SnapScan. I think that's also available uh, uh, for you. So I just want to encourage you, not just uh, uh, with the, uh, uh, putting our trust in God with regards to finances, but putting our trust in God with regards to everything. Amen. Uh, with regards to your health, man, begin to draw on the supernatural life of God. Scripture tells us that the Spirit of God, which raised Jesus from the dead, it is that Spirit that quickens your mortal body. It is that Spirit that makes your body come alive. You know, the vigor that you need, the strength that you need to do the work that God has called you to do, it's going to come from the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, which is, which is inside the Spirit of God. Can I get an amen? So we're going to pray uh, quickly for the offering. Uh, those of you online, uh, you can uh, see the details on the screen, and uh, please be sure to uh, 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 um, connect with us that way. And uh, this is good ground, amen? This is good ground, and uh, you can sow your seed in this ground. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for every seed sown. Lord, we thank you for every uh, offering, every tither this morning. We thank you for every uh, first fruit that's going to be given. Father, we just pray a harvest. We pray a blessing over it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you that as they give, there may be a turning of hearts. We thank you, Father, that there may be a recreation of hearts to move uh, from putting our trust uh, in, in, in material things so that we can start putting our trust in you. Lord, we just thank you uh, that every seed given will be uh, given back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall man give unto their bosom. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, why don't you hold your Bible? We're going to get into the Word. You ready for the Word? Hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, Nam Slanje, I will learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. We're still talking about every prayer answered. Amen. We started this series uh, three weeks ago talking about how God wants to answer every single one of your prayers. Uh, God's intention is to answer every single one of your prayers with a yes. Amen. And so as we were uh, building up to today, we talked about uh, the different kinds of prayers that there are and that there is. And uh, we, we say that God wants us to pray in all of these different kinds of prayer. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 verse 18, and I'm reading in the New International Version, the NIV. It says that, and pray in the Spirit. This is an instruction that the Apostle Paul is giving to the church. He says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. So right there, 
uh, you, you, you will realize that there are different kinds of prayers uh, that we are supposed to pray. Uh, uh, and he says, man, pray on all occasions. And while you're praying on all occasions, you must pray with all kinds of prayers. Primarily because God, our God is a God of variety. Uh, God is not uh, 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 one-minded. Uh, uh, God is not uh, just uh, uh, singular in his focus. God wants us to approach him with these different kinds of opportunities that I call prayer. And uh, he wants us to do it uh, in a way that will also minister to him. So we talked about the different kinds of prayers. We talked about the prayer of meditation. We talked about the prayer of petition. We talked about last week the prayer of thanksgiving. And uh, we also talked about the prayer of praise, I think, thanksgiving, intercession, intercession. We talked about the prayer of intercession. That's the fourth one. And today we're talking about the prayer of consecration. So if you're writing down notes, you can write the prayer of consecration. And what, when do you pray this kind of prayer? You pray this kind of prayer when you don't have an expressly written promise in the word of God that promises you something. Amen. So, for example, if you get two job opportunities, if you get uh, two opportunities to go and study at the university, and uh, you get two different opportunities in two different uh, disciplines and fields and faculties, how do you know which one is God's will? You go and pray the prayer of consecration. It's also known as the prayer of submitting to the will of God. Amen. Of submitting your will to the will of God. Because ultimately, the safest place to be in the entire world is in the will of God. It is not in the bunker. Amen? It is in the will of God. That's the safest place uh, you want to be. So you, you pray this prayer and ask God uh, for divine uh, direction. And God will give you this divine direction. God wants to lead us. He wants to direct us. Scripture tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord in Psalm 37 verse 23. And so quickly, let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 10, and I'm going to read from verse 23. Jeremiah chapter number 10, verse 23. Jeremiah 10 verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And previously in this chapter, uh, in chapter number 9, Jeremiah had been lamenting. He had been, you know, crying out to God uh, and, uh, because of the foolishness of man for worshipping idols. He was looking at the people around him and he noticed that they were worshipping idols. And, uh, and, and he was wondering, how could people be so deceived? How could they act so stupidly? Uh, when God has done all these great and mighty things in their lives, he delivered them from Egypt, he parted the Red Sea, he fed them in the wilderness, and God was doing all of these amazing things. He brought them into a land that flows with milk and honey. And God was doing all of these amazing things through uh, 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 the, the nation of Israel, and yet they turned from him and started worshiping uh, idols. They turned from him and started doing all the crazy things. And so we see in chapter number 9 of Jeremiah, uh, uh, Jeremiah is lamenting before God and he's trying to find an answer. And then he answers his own question in Jeremiah 10, 23. He says, oh Lord, I know. Now I know what the answer is. I know what the reason is. And this is the reason. He says, oh Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in men who walk 
to direct his own steps. So he says the reason why they've gone so far from God after you've done all these great and mighty and awesome things is because now they're trying to determine their own steps. Now they don't inquire from you anymore. Now they're the top dog. And he says this is the reason why they've fallen so far from your ways. And this is the reason why. Because many of them, many of them were dying Many of them were now going into slavery. I mean, most of them were worshiping idols. It was just crazy things uh, happening. I think uh, women were uh, having uh, miscarriages. I mean, it was a crazy manifestation of uh, plague and, and curses in their nation. And Jeremiah is saying, how, how did it all come to this? And he answers his own question. He says, it is not in man that walk to direct his own steps. Once you start directing your own steps... You, it, you're, it says the ways of man lead to destruction. You know, Scripture says that. Once you start directing your own steps, man, it's going to lead you uh, to de destruction. Why? Because it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Let's go quickly to Proverbs chapter number 19, verse 21. So in this prayer, uh, we do more listening than we do talking. So in the prayer of consecration, man, in fact, in the world of prayer, you can write this down. In the world of prayer, <laughs> not just the prayer of consecration, in the world of prayer, you should be doing more listening than talking, full stop. Prayer is the only thing that I know where the person who doesn't know much talks all the time, telling the person who knows everything how to do what he's supposed to do. It should be the other way around. Prayer, in the world of prayer, we should be doing more listening. You know, when we would go to youth camps growing up, what they would do is they would uh, separate devotion time uh, from prayer time. Devotion time is prayer. Because they thought prayer is when I start talking. No, when I'm listening to God for direction, that's prayer. Amen? I said amen. Proverbs 19 verse 21. Man, this is good. You're not going to get this from pick and pay. Good stuff. Proverbs 19, verse 21 in the NIV. We got it? Watch what it says. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart. In the NIV, please. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Did you read that? Let me read it one more time. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is, someone say, but. So he says, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What he means is that God's purpose are the ones that have prevailing power. See, a lot of people traditionally have read this verse as many people may have plans, but it is ultimately the Lord's uh, purpose that will just happen anyway, regardless of your plans. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you may have your plans, but your plans do not have prevailing power. Only the Lord's plan is, 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 is pregnant with victory. Amen? It is only God's plan that can break you through. Not your own plan. Your own plans do not have uh, power in them. And let me give you this statement that I always uh, share uh, with people around me. God's ideas are different from good ideas. In that God's ideas come preloaded. God's ideas come already preloaded with grace, 
power and resources. So many are the plans of man, but it is only God's plan that comes preloaded with the prevailing power. It is only God's plan that comes preloaded with the power to break through. The power to succeed is embedded in God's plan. Listen, once you start walking the path of God and asking God and hearing and going for what God tells you to do. Hey, I used to ask people, hey, how would you know if you got two job offers, how would you know uh, which one is from the Lord? And they would say to me, Pastor, that's so easy. The one with the most money, honey. Amen? But that's not how you determine. Because you just don't know what's in the future. Man, we've seen people get jobs that are high paying, and within a few months, that company shuts down. Amen? We've seen, uh, you know, the story of Joseph. You know, he went to Egypt, and uh, it says when the tides changed, he says, then arose a king who knew not Joseph. And when, because there was a king who didn't know Joseph, man, they all went into slavery. And sometimes you join a company just from face value, and then, you know, your good and awesome job uh, boss in the interview uh, turns dragon when it's job time. <laughs> Amen? And so this is why you need to ask from the Lord. You need to hear from God, because sometimes the one that's least paying is where your growth is. It is where you're going to make the most impact. It is where you're going to get the most training. And that's where God is calling you to go. So, man, we need to hear from God. Let me say it one more time. The plans of God, God's ideas come preloaded with grace, with power, and with resources. It says in Acts chapter number 9, verse 15. This is the Lord commissioning Saul uh, before he was uh, a Paul. He's commissioning him to go out and carry out uh, uh, this God-given assignment, this God idea. This is not a man's idea. This is a God idea. Watch what he says. He says uh, uh, to Ananias, go, said the Lord, this man is my chosen instrument. He started talking about Paul. This is Paul's assignment. He says, this man, Paul, is my chosen instrument to carry my name. Someone say, to carry my name. He says, to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. This was Paul's assignment from the Lord. Now, if Paul had said, hey, listen, uh, I want to become a politician, uh, that is a good idea, not a God idea. And that idea wouldn't come preloaded with grace, with power, and with resources. Amen? But this idea came preloaded with grace, with power, and with resources. Paul had all the resources that he ever needed uh, to carry out his ministry. Paul had all the power that he ever needed. I mean, he went places and he would lay hands on the sick. Why? Because this idea came preloaded with the power of God. He didn't have to work. He didn't have to fast. He didn't have to earn this. The idea, the purpose, the assignment came preloaded with the power of God to do all of these things. And in this God idea was enough grace. You remember in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, the apostle Paul began to complain before God about the player haters. That's what a thorn in the flesh is. Amen. He began to complain to the Lord about the haters. He said, Lord, take them away from me. And you know what the Lord said to him? He said, my grace is sufficient. Why? Because in these words is all the grace that the apostle Paul needed to carry out his assignment. Man, I'm telling you, the prayer of consecration is one of the 
most important prayers you'll ever pray. And some people may say, well, Pastor T, what if I submit myself to the will of God and God sends, sends me to some place that I'll ever, you know, I, I don't desire to go to? Well, that's a good question. Let's look into that. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Acts chapter number 13, verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. So remember this. God ideas come preloaded. With what? With grace. Someone say grace. With power. Someone say power. And with resources. Someone say resources. I remember 2016 when the Lord spoke to me about writing uh, the book, Grace in the Marketplace. Uh, I didn't realize that writing that book, because the Lord instructed me to write it, uh, that the idea already came uh, preloaded with his grace, his revelation, his power. It began to open doors for me, his resources. Just this Wednesday, uh, I got a call from one of the business people who attended one of the Grace in the Marketplace uh, conferences, Zoom conferences that we hosted uh, a few weeks ago. We had a five-day, everyday uh, lunchtime meeting with some business people in Johannesburg, and 30 of them would always come and uh, attend that meeting. And uh, so one of the business people reached out to us on uh, Wednesday, I believe, and he said, man, what I heard, and this guy is not a Mickey Mouse guy, he's a managing director of a company started in 1978 or 1980 or sometime a long time ago before some of you, most of you were born, <laughs> amen. And so this guy has been managing director since 2000, some of you were not born in 2000 still, and uh, <clears throat> so this guy is 20 years in the industry, and when he called me, he said, you know what? The things that I heard you share in Grace in the Marketplace, I've never heard of them in my 20 years of uh, leadership in the marketplace. What happened? Where did those things come from? They came from a God idea, not, a, not just a good idea. You know, a lot of people have a good idea to write a book. There's a difference between a God idea and a good idea. When it's a God idea, it's already loaded with potential. You're not going to have to overly market it. Just step into it and there is enough grace for you to carry out the assignment. Amen? And so this guy called and he said, well, I run a business that also supplies sanitizer uh, machines and uh, 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 temperature things, you know, the thermometers. And uh, also, uh, this, this is the one that blessed me. He said, and also I want to buy, if you have any copies of Grace in the Marketplace uh, that belong to you, I want to buy uh, those and I want to just bless you. And I said to him, you know what, we can sell you a few, we can sell you maybe uh, uh, 40 or 45. And he said, oh yeah, I want about 45. And, I, and he asked me, he said, what's the price? And I told him, I said, the price is 150. He said, well, I want a discount because I want to pay 250. I just want to be a blessing. True story. And the reason why I share these stories is because I want you to see something happening to someone standing in front of you in true living color. I don't want you to just think that we're sharing fairy tales that happened in the days of Moses. No, these are the days. You know, we sing songs about these are the days of Elijah. Well, these are the days of Tafara. And you can say that about yourself. When you wake up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, these are the days of Henry. And when you have heard from the Lord, step out into this grace and it begins to open doors for you. Amen? And so we sold uh, uh, these books to him and uh, that put money in, in my pocket. Why? Because a God idea comes pregnant with resources. 
You're not going to have to do raffles and do raffles. This is why at this church, you'll never find us doing raffles. Because we're in a God idea. It is God's vision. God pays for it. We're not trying to do fundraising. You know, raffle, you can win a bicycle. No. Amen. Man, it's pregnant with resources. Go with me to Acts. Man, I have to, I have to quit. I have to quit in about 10 minutes. Go with me to Acts chapter number 13, verse 2. Acts chapter number 13, verse 2. They were, they were praying this prayer and positioning themselves for consecration to hear from the Lord. And watch what he says in Acts uh, chapter number 13, verse 2. He says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Did you see the progression of things there? It didn't say, wow, they were asking their pastor what their purpose. The number one question I ever get asked from anyone who has asked me to be their mentor is, pastor, what's my purpose? What do you think I should be doing? Well, you know how you can find that out? While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Ghost said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. In other words, while you are delighting yourself in the Lord, God will begin to put new desires in your heart. Before this day, there was a different desire. That's Psalm 34 verse 7, by the way, you can bring it up. Uh, Psalm 34 verse 7 in the New King James Bible. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. And what happens? God will begin to give you the desires of your heart. When you delight, you position yourself to delight yourself in the Lord, God will literally put a new desire in your heart. And you can begin to be led by desires. You'll start just desiring something else uh, that's different. You just start getting excited about something. Uh, uh, you can't explain it. But while they were worshiping, while they were delighting themselves in the Lord, God gave them a new desire. And I'm telling you, this is the way to live life. This, when you start living life this way, you will be able to say yes and you'll be able to say no to uh, opportunities that will be thrown your way if they don't fit God's plan for your life. Amen. In 2016, I was at a men's advanced conference in uh, Denver, Colorado at Caris Bible College. I'm going to end with this. And uh, while I was there, one of my friends works for Pastor Dwayne Sheriff, who many of you know, know uh, from the Caris uh, fraternity. And uh, so he said to me, hey, Tavara, I realize you're at the men's advance through social media. He said, man, you should go and say hi to my pastor. And so after the first session, it was the evening session, before we left uh, uh, with a few friends of mine, uh, I went and I said hi to uh, Pastor Dwayne Sheriff, and this is what happened. He didn't know who I was, and so I walked up to him and I said, hey, Pastor, how are you doing? He said, uh, hey, how are you? And immediately he turned around and he looked at me and he said, are you a pastor? And I said, yes, sir. Why? He said, I can tell a good pastor when I see one. 
And I said, thank you, sir. I'm really humbled by that. And then I went on to explain uh, what, you know, I was there to, to do. I was there to say hi to him because uh, Craig Smith, one of my friends, uh, works for him. And then when he said, I know a good pastor when I see one, this is what he said, word for word, no embellishment. He said this to me. He said, Tafara, that's my problem today. And I said, what's your problem? Is that your problem that I'm a good pastor? He said, no, that's my problem. I'm planting my 14th campus and I can't find pastors. Now, we're standing at Carrie's Bible College. So I started looking around. I mean, I'm like, you know, this is where they are manufactured. What are you talking about? And he looked at me and he said, yes, even here, I can't find a good pastor. Because he's not just looking for someone with the resume. Hear what I'm telling you? He's looking for someone with the calling. He's looking for someone with a God idea on their lives. To be that. And then he went on to say, well, if you ever come out this way, over the pond, hit me up. Would love to have you in Oklahoma. Man, I got excited. I was ready to move. Man, I'm so thankful for my wife because she reminds me of these things all the time. How many of you know that sometimes you can preach a good sermon and forget about it? Well, she reminds me. <laughs> she preaches it back to me. She said, well, what's the Lord saying? I said, well, the Lord, I haven't asked him. She said, I think it would be wise to ask him. I'm like, no, I don't really want to ask him because I already know what he's going to say. Because <laughs> he already told me where he called me. Amen? Man, there's going to be great opportunities that you're going to have to say no to because you're submitted to God's will. You're completely sold to God's will. Can I get an amen? Well, why don't you stand on your feet? Did that bless you? And I'm telling you, God has a purpose. He has a will for every single one of us in here. And once you step into that purpose, once you step into that will, you're going to find out that there is grace in it. You're going to find out that there is a, a, a power in that purpose. You're going to find out that there is an anointing that God has already put uh, for you at that place. It's called a place called there. It's a place that God has already created for you. He's got, already got the ravens uh, heaping up food. All you got to do is get to that place. When you get to that place, you're going to realize there's already provision. And you won't have to do a thousand and one things to try and get things to move forward. God will just literally open doors in front of you automatically as you keep walking. You know those uh, uh, doors with uh, uh, sensors that you see at uh, at, at the garage, man, just just like that, as you walk closer to, to, to certain doors, they'll just open uh, for you by themselves. You won't have to kick doors down. You won't have to have a business card and oversell and overpromote uh, yourself. All you do is just stand in that God idea. That's what we are called to do, all of us. So I'm encouraging you, encouraging you this morning that in your prayer time, in all your talking, man, spend some time listening. For it is not in man that walk to direct his own steps. The steps of a good man, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. They are directed of the Lord. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you for these, your precious children. Lord, we just give you all the praise and glory for we know that you have not created them to be average. But, Father, that you created them to be world changers. Lord, I just thank you that in the decisions of life, may your grace, may your hearing ear 
be sensitive in their heart so that they may be able to hear you clearly. Lord, I just thank you. For you said, my sheep hear my voice. Lord, I thank you that these are your sheep. And Father, that they will hear your voice in the marketplace. They will hear your voice in their purpose and assignment. They will hear your voice and that's the voice that they will follow. They will not follow the voice of a stranger, but they will follow the voice of the Lord with courage, with boldness, and excitement. Lord, we thank you, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Someone say it, amen. Well, we love you guys. God bless you, and remember to keep walking by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you. Hallelujah. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.